So I had the chance to hike the app part of the Appalachian Trail. This is years ago. It was a team building exercise for the church group that I was with. I never liked. Uh, I had never hiked a long distance before. Um, you know, backpack on, carrying all your sleeping equipment, your food for the next couple days, change of clothes, all those things. It was only a three-day trip. Hallelujah. Two days sleeping outside. It shouldn't have been that bad. But there was a basic fear that gripped me. And that fear was simply the unknown. I had time to prepare. I knew it was coming. The trip didn't sneak up on me. I had even prepared for it. Not too much, mind you. But I had done something called walking in preparation. I used my hammock a few times to make sure that I could actually sleep outside in it. And, um, and I had read articles and booklets illustrating what a few days on the trail might look like. And I had the advantage when I went on the hike of having some people on the hike who had already done the hike before. I had experienced trailblazers with me. So the eight of us were dropped off at the entry point to the trail, took a photo, because it doesn't. if you didn't take a photo, it didn't happen, and we made our way into the wilderness. Today's story marks the beginning of our end-of-year series called Crossing the Jordan. No, when you're listening to this Jordan, it's not named after you. It doesn't have to always be after you. Okay, calm down. Uh, it's not after Jordan, but it is about crossing the Jordan. The Jordan River is a significant river in the history of the Bible. Early on, Abraham divided the land, and Lot took the more fertile land around the Jordan. We see the Jordan as the dividing line between the wilderness and the promised land in Joshua. And this is where we'll spend today. Elijah crosses it, knowing he will soon die. And Jesus is baptized in it, knowing that he will bring life. This is your first fill in the blank. It's the line between the known and the unknown. It's the line between the known and the unknown. It's the pivot. It's the turning point. It's the stepping stone. It's the marker between what once was and what one will become. That's what the Jordan River symbolizes. So our Crossing the Jordan series is dedicated to you seniors in the group because, well, the Jordan is approaching. While it might not be this way in all cultures, there is a river to be crossed as you graduate high school. In the eyes of much of the world, you will now be considered adults. Voting privileges, full-time jobs, and federal prisons await. (laughs) To Americans, it's the line into manhood and womanhood. Even though many don't embrace it, our passage today calls you to embrace it. For the rest of you, because the rest of you, there's only three of you who are graduating, there is still wisdom in this for you. The Jordan is approaching for you as well. Grant, Caleb was once in your shoes as a little sixth grader in our group. Seventh grade. Sorry. As a seventh grader. It just might be a little further off. And just because there is a natural river at graduation in America does not mean there are not just as many scary rivers approaching in your life. Potential moves, new schools next year, 
are all Jordan rivers. It's the line between the known and the unknown. What will tomorrow hold for me? What will next year hold for me? So let's take the time to heed the words of God as we approach the Jordan. Turn with me to Joshua 1. Joshua 1, it's in the Old Testament. Early on, we're going to be in chapter 1, verses 1 through 9. No. Is there an Old Testament song? There is, but I don't know it. Joshua 1. This is where it begins. After the death of Moses, the servants of the Lord, the Lord, talk about like a really depressing opening, right? After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' assistant, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, into the land that I am giving them to the people of Israel. Every place the sole of your foot will tread upon, I will give to you, just as I promised to Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites to the great sea towards the, go- towards the going down of the sun shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous. For you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous. Being careful to do according to the law of Moses, my servant commanded you. Do not turn it from the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened. Do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Let's pray. Father God, as we reflect on the text, as we reflect on what it means to be strong and courageous in the midst of the Jordan before us, Lord, may you give us us clear wisdom as to steps we should take, as to reminders that we should be remembered, remembered, um, as thoughts that should lead us. Um, And Lord, uh, may we be reminded of the God that we should cling to in your son's name. If the Jordan is the line between the known and the unknown, then what should our attitude be as we approach? What should our attitude be as we approach? God tells Joshua three times what our approach should be. Next on the blank, you might have heard it a couple times when I was reading. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. But what is being strong and courageous based on? Is it based on the fact that, you know, for the last 40 years in the desert, they were training for battle? They were learning how to use weapons? That they have a tight-knit group of people who've lived off the land, kind of like Marines for the last 40 years? Are they relying on their own strength? Do they overcome fear by their relying on their own laurels? No. 
Look at the beginning again. Go over this Jordan, you and all the people, into the land that I am giving to them, to the people of Israel. Every place that your sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given to you, just as I promised to Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites to the great sea, towards the going down of the sun, shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life, just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. The strength and courage of the people of God does not come by through their own actions, but from the promises of the God that grounded them. I will be with you. Are the words spoken that should ground the people of God? Seniors, as you approach the Jordan... Be strong and courageous. But you do not, this is the beautiful part, cross it alone. God is with you. The word of God to Moses are echoed here. They were first said in Exodus 6 when it said, I will take you to be my people and I will be your God. And you shall know that I am the Lord, your God. The same sentiments are here. When I crossed the Appalachian Trail, I had people with me. I had people with me. They had already gone on the trail before. They knew the path. How much more has the God of the universe gone before you? He knows the journey that's ahead for you. He doesn't call you to it because it will be easy. This is your next on the blank. And this is definitely what I learned this week. He calls you across the Jordan because that is where he will be. He calls you across the Jordan because that is where he will be. God's words to Joshua give him the knowledge of where his strength will come from and where it will be. Only be strong and courageous, being careful to do according to all the law that Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn to it uh, it to the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. You shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to it what is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous. And then you will have good success. Believe it or not, people get lost on the Appalachian Trail every year. I can promise you it is not because the path is very well marked. You can't go 20 feet on the trail without seeing a little triangle or yellow triangle or purple, you know, uh, circle or green square, whatever direction you're heading, that lets you know exactly where the trailhead is. Plus, Thousands of people have marched this trail. So it's a pretty like clear path of where you should be going. Again, it's not because there are clear markers. But many times people think they have found a shortcut off the path. And they believe that shortcut will get them to the same place the path was taking them. Proverbs 16, 18 probably speaks to this the best. You know it. Pride goes before destruction. A haughty spirit before the fall. And in the sense of the Appalachian Trail, when you are on mountains, sometimes that fall is off a mountain. Every young man or woman I have interacted with who's gotten into trouble in early adulthood falls into this line of thinking. Everyone. I've been doing this for a decade now, people. All the college students that I've dealt with, okay, I'm going to do it my own way. I know wisdom tells me, do it the Lord's way. But I found a shortcut. 
that no one else knows about. Right, and this is what it looks like in life. I know the Bible says this is how I should spend my money. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. But I'm in a unique situation. And since my situation is unique, only I have the knowledge to overcome my financial situation. I know the Bible says I shouldn't marry those outside the faith. But my relationship is unique. And because it's unique, I am the only one that is able to make a decision regarding this relationship. I know the Bible says not to neglect meeting with the saints in worship. But my schedule is unique. And therefore, as the only person who's ever had the schedule, I'm the only one that can very much determine what it should look like. Pride goes before destruction, a haughty spirit before the fall. I know the Bible says blank. Fill in the blank. But here, not, it's not on your paper. <laughs> that there's a shortcut to the path, and God will be with me along it. God will be with me along it, even if I do things my way. It's your next fill in the blank. Don't presume that God will bless you when you walk into sin. Don't presume that God will bless you if you walk into sin. I don't know if it's just a reformed thing, but because it's it's this, this huh? Yeah, we did get have courage is not the blank. Yep. So go back to don't presume that God will bless you. We'll go back to the first one. Don't presume that God will bless you when you walk into sin. I'm not going to go back to the first one. Because I want to stay on this point. Don't presume that God will bless you when you walk into sin. Again, I don't know if it's because it's a reform thing and there's this sense that like, Well, I'm in Christ. I can't fall out. If if God's going to complete a good work in me that he started, then even if I do things my way for a while, I'll be fine. One, two things are going to happen when you're going to discover that you were never in Christ to begin with. Or two, that you're going to reap the consequences of your decisions for the rest of your life and potentially the rest of whoever follows that after you. It was 40 years prior that we see Joshua, Caleb, and 10 of their friends journey into Jericho, where giants are in the land. Are they strong and courageous, if you remember that story? No. They have not listened to the promises of God. No. This is what they said. I know that God says the land is ours, and that he will be with us and fight for us. But our situation is clearly unique. So we will not trust the Lord. Only we have the knowledge of how to handle the situation. So God did not bring those people into the land. Think about it. God did not bring those people into the land. He kept them in the known. He kept them in the known. And because of it, they never knew the promised land that God had given them. Do not presume that God will bless you if you walk into sin just because I'm a Christian. Does that mean you can't use it? I'm not saying that. But I'm saying you might be reaping consequences. That is not to say he won't fulfill promises. He very much might. But you might not be part of it. 
We're called to two points in the text. These are the main two points in the text. First one you already know, be strong and courageous. Well, what is courage? Well, some of you have asked that because I skipped that um, small paragraph. What is courage? It's your third fill in the blank or your fourth fill in the blank. To have courage is not the absence of fear. It is the moving forward in the face of it. It is the moving forward in the face of it. I think people get that wrong, especially people your age all the time. To be courageous, there must be something to be scared of. To be courageous, there must be something to be scared of. But to be courageous means you walk into it knowing it. I'm not saying the Jordan's going to be easy. So first point was to be strong and courageous. Your next point, which is your next fill in the blank, is this. Hold fast to the law of God. Hold fast to the law of God. And if you do that, if God keeps his promises and you follow your God, he will get you to where you are going. He will bring you into the land of promise. It says in the text, you will find success. When we got to the Appalachian Trail, it was an awesome hike for like the first hour. And then the rains came. And it didn't stop raining till we got off the trail. So the vast majority of my trip, I had a visor on, and I literally watched the rain drip off the visor of my head. I couldn't look up, because if I did, the rain mixed with the sweat would get in my eyes, and then I'd start crying. It's an awful cycle. So I'd keep my head down, look at the feet in front of me, and trust that they knew where they were going. I did not get to enjoy the sights and sounds. Well, I got some of the sounds, but I did not get to enjoy the sights of the Appalachian Trail. I had to follow the feet right in front of me so I could go the right way. It was hard, but I had good guides. I could be strong and courageous. On the morning of the day three, it got even better. We had to call 911. One of our team members had fractured her ankle on the mountain. And we literally had to cut her foot out of her boot. Eh? And the ambulances on their ATVs and the firemen hiked up, met us on the trail, and brought her back down. We got down the mountain. We got to where we're going. But as you enter the promised land, I'm not promising you riches. I'm not promising you, okay, if you follow Jesus, if you do what you're supposed to, if you follow your Ten Commandments, if you're a good little Christian boy, You'll find a good little Christian girl. And if you're a good little Christian girl, you probably won't find. Okay, but there's a chance you'll find a good you'll find a good little Christian boy. And you'll be well off and you'll be happy. And there'll be puppies frolicking in the field with your white picket fences. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that as you go down the trail, it'll be an adventure. As you cross the Jordan, it will be an adventure. There will be things that will scare the junk out of you, but God has not left you. God, in the midst of the fear, will bring you peace. God, in the midst of the unknown, will bring you comfort. And then when there is joy, you get to sing to the God of the universe praise. Because he is the one that brings it. He will carry you across the Jordan, even when you can't. And if you are in Christ... We can cling to this promise. It's one of my favorite promises. It's your last fill in the blank. It's a good one to memorize. Philippians 1.6. And I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion at the day 
of Christ Jesus. You can cling to that promise as you cross your own Jordan.